and welcome to my Almost Midlife Crisis. I'm your host, Jennifer Mathis. This podcast is about that time in your life when you know you're getting older, but you still feel young. In this episode, we're going to be talking about adulting and why millennials seem to be avoiding it, and if that's even a bad thing. So if you can relate to your parents saying you need to grow up or get serious, then this one's for you. In my past episode, Generation of Renters, we talked about how millennials were more likely to rent than to own, which is considered delaying adulthood. And we're also more likely to get married later and have kids later, or for some of us, we're more likely to not have kids at all. Getting a good paying job, buying a house, getting married and having kids, these are all supposed to be requirements of quote unquote adulthood. But who set these requirements? Well, the generations before us, of course, including our parents. And when we aren't completing items on the checklist of adulthood, we're described as lazy, selfish, immature, or an adult child. And I'm going to call bullshit on this. The generations before us had this warped sense of what life should look like. And honestly, I think we all grew up on a front row seat and said, "Mm -mm, not for me. I think what we were actually doing is we're rebelling, which maybe that's an immature thing because of things, (laughs) things that you do when you're a teenager but it's not necessarily wrong, right? So let's think about it. In the 50s, you had a typical nuclear family household with a white picket fence that everyone strived for. The dad would go off to his nine to five while mom would stay home and clean and cook and take care of the house and the kids and have dinner, a hot dinner waiting on the table when her husband returned from work. Usually men were at their jobs for decades right? Like they work there forever. They Like you'd always hear like, oh, I work at this plant for 50 plus years. I work at this insurance company for 20 years, right? Which I can't even imagine now, but that was the norm. And it was rare that women worked at all. Their whole life was kids and the house and maybe their small social circle of other moms that lived next door. I mean, in the fifties, women didn't even drive a lot of the time. Like my, my grandmother did not start driving until her forties, which is insane to me. Like did not know how to drive, didn't have her driver's license. And she had nine children. How the hell, one, how do you have nine children? Okay. I don't like, (laughs) like, how is that possible? Two, how do you not have a driver's license when you have nine children? Like I just, Like these things don't compute to me. Like I don't understand what life would look like if those two things happen. Like I, oh my God, that drives me nuts. Definitely not for me. And travel in general, like people didn't travel. Travel was really expensive. So they took a vacation with the family. It was probably in a car, probably the guy driving, probably in a station wagon. Um, You know, they're not, they're not flying to Paris for a holiday. Although back then, I'm not going to lie. When you see pictures or videos of like Pan Am didn't it seem so glamorous to you? Like take, take out the smoking on the flight because uh, you know, that would have been gross to sit there. And that's coming from an ex smoker. Like I cannot imagine sitting in a plane for hours of just people smoking around me and the smoke having nowhere to go. Like, no, thank you. But outside of that, everyone getting dressed up, wearing like the fun hats, right from the fifties. And it was like this special occasion and it was a big deal to fly. Like it was like a glamorous event. And now like you go on a plane and people just like rolled out of bed. They're a fucking mess. Uh, it's apparently now chuggy if you actually look nice on a plane. Like I saw this 
TikTok post the other day where they were like, it's chuggy if you're wearing heels on a plane. <laughs> like, clearly this is coming from someone that has never gone on a work trip. Like, also, you're sitting on the plane. It's not like you're standing in heels for a couple hours. Like, who cares? Anyway, people come on a plane now. They act like they've never left the house before. There's annoying AF, okay? And it's just not, it's not the glamour that, at least, I mean, I don't know if it was actually glamorous when you went on Pan Am, but it, it looked like it from like movies, et cetera, right? But it's definitely not that now. So basically, a one in, it was a one-income household back then. Women were chained to the house. They had no adult life of their own, and travel was a luxury that most couldn't afford. So does that sound, does that sound good to you? That sounds like adulting. That's a, something you should strive for. Uh, not me. That sounds fucking miserable. You pretty much just stripped away all the things that I love most in this world. <laughs> and as time went on, right in the 80s, you started seeing moms start entering the workforce, right? My mom was a career woman, uh, which in the 80s was, was a big deal, right? She got her associate's degree. She became an interior designer. She was well-respected and she would go on work trips and she was really good at her job. Like, I remember she used to have this huge office. Like, I would go in there and bring my coloring books or my schoolwork, like, on the days off. And, like, she was kind of a big deal. And I, you know, I don't know for sure, but I think she even made the same or more than my dad, which was, they were at least comparable. Um, you know, my dad was an insurance salesman, which couldn't be more, like, white-collar American. Um, but she had friends that, you know, she would, she would play soccer with them. Like she had her soccer friends and she would hang out with friends like by themselves. They would travel. Like she went on a cruise with her friend and this was all considered very modern. Right. Now, granted, she still got married when she was 19 years old, which seems insane to me. Um, but it's also what makes it not shocking that they were divorced before I entered high school. Because could you imagine if you married your boyfriend from when you were 19 like, would you still be together? And if you are, I bet that you also live in a suburb. Um, I don't know why. Like, I just, I, I like guarantee, like, if you got married at 19 in today's world, like, you live in a suburb and probably still hang out with your high school friends. Tell me I'm not wrong. Um, or tell me I'm wrong, I should say. I don't think I am. But anyway, would you still be together with your 19-year-old for like for the rest of us, your 19-year-old boyfriend? Hell no. Actually, actually, you know what? My boyfriend at 19 wasn't so bad, especially compared to some of the others. He was pretty much a godsend. But that would have, it would have never lasted. No way. Because I didn't know what I wanted in a partner at 19. Who how could you? Like, how could you know? At 19, you are still figuring yourself out, right? Like you still have years of figuring yourself out. So how could you be expected to pick a lifelong partner at that age? It literally seems impossible to me. So it also does not surprise me that the divorce rate is so high. But as modern as my family was, it was breaking the mold of their parents, right? In a way that caused turmoil. Like, like my dad did not like how much my mom was working. My brother would be mad that she couldn't always be there for his football games or like school stuff. She wasn't meeting the quote unquote expectations that a mom was expected to do, right? The expectations from the fifties. Like my dad eventually remarried and she's a nice woman, but their relationship is 
so opposite of his relationship with my mom, like much more in like the fifties minus the kids. Cause they got married older. Um, but that's what he wanted. Right. And that like, like their relationship, like here's, here's to give you a, a difference. My mom would have bunco nights. I don't know. Some card game. I never actually never learned how to play it, but I remember when we hosted bunco night, it was, I was told to stay upstairs but it was so freaking loud. They were all laughing, definitely drinking a lot of wine, getting drunk downstairs, which was then go for it. They were having a blast and it was a bunch of women and they would have a blast. That was like, my mom would do that, you know, um, on like a Friday night and she bought herself. I remember she had this like Corvette, and then she had um, a Miata, which like, you know, when you have two kids, <laughs> a two seater Miata, maybe not the best choice. Um, I'm not even kidding you. I literally used to ride in between my brother's legs on the passenger seat, which is not safe at all. I don't recommend it, especially in a Miata. It's like a freaking death trap. Um, and my brother's six, three, by the way, like none of this is safe. None of this would be allowed nowadays. Um, but that was like my mom's life, right? She would go play soccer. And then after soccer, they would go play karaoke and go to the bar. Like, you know, his new wife goes to yoga and he drives her to, like, she doesn't really drive. So he drives her to yoga, sits in the parking lot and waits for her and then drives her home. Like she doesn't go anywhere without him at all. Like that's what he wants right? Like he wanted the fifties wife. He wanted the wife that hangs like you are her world. And, and she, like you are involved in everything that she does. That's what he wanted. And he got that. And he, you know what? And he's happy with that. And so I'm happy for him, but that was clearly not uh, what he got with my mom. And so what I saw was a woman that had her own life and she had a family and she had a career that she loved and she seemed fulfilled to me. And if she wasn't, she hit it pretty well. Um, that's what I saw. And that's what I wanted. But I, on the flip side, I also saw a man that couldn't handle it, that he didn't appreciate that she had her own life and was at times, I think, jealous that she had friends and a life of her own outside of the house because he never just like went out with the guys. Like that wasn't a thing. So he didn't like that. She didn't have to rely on him financially either. I don't think. And he didn't, he didn't like that. She wasn't like Susie homemaker with dinner on the table when he came home. So in a way I learned that you can have a career in your life and your friends, but not all men are going to accept that. And as I grew up, I learned that that is unfortunately very true. Like I had boyfriends growing up that would get annoyed that I had to work late or make me feel bad for going on a work trip or didn't want me to study because they wanted time with me or felt embarrassed if I picked up the check. And it's funny because as women, we, we can't be gold diggers, right? Like, oh no, can't be gold diggers. Can't just be with a guy for his money. Although in the fifties, was there an option? Like you, you had nothing of your own. So like, isn't every wife in the fifties a gold digger then? And that was like preferred, so I'm, I don't know, you can't be a gold digger, but we also can't be too independent because it makes men feel insecure and their fragile little egos can't handle a woman at their own level. I mean, it's, it's a fucking joke. So we can't be either. Can't want their money, can't need their money, but don't have money of your own. So when it comes to adulting, the whole like 
white picket fence, marriage, kids, house in the burbs, like what we were taught was being a responsible adult. Millennials lived in those houses. Okay. We lived in those and we saw the cracks. And it actually reminds me of two of my favorite films, Pleasantville and one of like my favorite of all time, American Beauty. Both are movies that basically talked about how things look perfect on the outside, but are fucked up on the inside. And maybe the fact that I was drawn to them so much says a lot, <laughs> but they expose the illusion of happiness that is considered the American dream, right? That we, we all grew up being told was the right way to adult. Nowhere in those movies or me growing up was the priority put on happiness. It was put on things, on success on accomplishments, on parenthood. And all of these, yeah, I mean, presumably are to give you happiness or at least reduce worries, like a secure job and money hopefully would mean that you don't have to worry about things because they grew up with the Great Depression of their parents. And, you know, I get it. Like they're all meant to supposedly make you have an easier, happier life. But what if those things didn't make you happy? You should just stay in the job because that, this job like makes you miserable because the paycheck is good. You should stay in the marriage that ran out of love years ago because at least you have someone. You should do what your parents want and forget about your own needs. No, like, no, thank you. No, thank you. You can keep that. You can take that idea of the American dream and you can shove it. Millennials are, you know, we're considered lazy. We're considered selfish and childish by our parents because we didn't take the route that they did. Or dare I say it, I think that makes us braver. Like we aren't living our lives based on what others think we should do. We're making decisions that hopefully help us be happier adults, which in turn helps us have more healthy relationships, be better parents, and hopefully live longer. And I would say that that's the right way to adult, no? Maybe millennials aren't on the same page our parents were. There's logical reasons for this, like financial barriers that we had that they didn't have to go through. But there's also emotional reasons. We grew up watching how the typical way of adulting didn't necessarily come with happiness. And we wanna be happy above all else. Maybe that means not having kids in your 20s. Maybe that means switching careers. Maybe that means traveling the world rather than settling down. Whatever that means for you, prioritizing your happiness is probably the best thing you can do for yourself and those around you. Is it selfish? Yeah, you know what it is. But why is that a bad thing? If we can't prioritize our own happiness, who will? The days of forgetting about our own needs and prioritizing others ahead of ourselves are over because we've lived through the repercussions of that. That is adulting in my eyes prioritizing yourself and being okay with others not accepting your decisions. Isn't that the whole point of growing up that we looked forward to as, as kids? Being an adult so that we can do whatever we want and not have to ask anybody? So let's do that and stop asking for permission from others to do what makes you happy. Until next time.